And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello, and welcome to Discover Your True Course. This podcast is one way we meet high-achieving, successful leaders at the intersection of their personal and professional lives and join them on their way to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret. It's a complicated, confusing world out there. The way through is often unclear. Who do you trust to help you sort it out? True Course is a trusted guide for high-performing leaders and teams. Coaching, mentoring, consulting, and training are the ways we support your growth and soft skills for leading and relating. With True Course as your guide, you'll successfully navigate challenges and reach your process and outcome destinations more surely and quickly. Organizations we serve become places that people love to work, serve, and be customers. We've explored how building the life you've always wanted starts with setting foundations of vocation, values, purpose, mission, and vision for your life. This personal work affects everything, including your professional life. If you have these foundations in place, you'll discover you show up more confident and less stressed because you'll have greater focus and definition for living. The people around you will notice. Once the foundations are in place, you'll want to masterfully build upon it. This mastery means you are continuously learning, failing fast, and becoming more and more skillful in your leadership and relationships, personally and professionally. More recently, we've considered the importance of communication as the cornerstone of relating to one another and achieving productive work together. There are many variables in any instance of communication. These variables include the sender, receiver, language, environment, and channels. The most complicated of the variables requiring your greatest skill and effort are the sender and receiver variables. These are the people involved in the communication, their differences and dynamics. We've also looked at the language variable in communication. Included in the language variable are words, which make up about 7% of the communication. The other 93% is made up of metacommunication, which is communication about communication. It includes nonverbals, such as the tone of voice, body language, gestures, facial expressions, and so forth, that carry meaning that either enhances or disallows what we say in words. There's a whole conversation going on beneath the surface. In this episode, let's talk about the environment variable. The environment includes the physical and emotional aspects of the communication. The physical environment is pretty straightforward and might include physical noise, clarity of sight, room temperature, physical proximity of the communicators, and quality of connection on devices, and more. If the environment is noisy, it's hard to hear the words. If you're unable to clearly see those with whom you're communicating, you miss the metacommunication which makes up that 90% of the message. This speaks loudly to the effectiveness of channels like email and text, which do not visualize the participants. If the room temperature is uncomfortable, this has mental and emotional effect on the communication. It's hard to concentrate when the temperature is not right and the participants can get irritable. Physical proximity can affect the ability to hear the words and visualize some of the metacommunication. If sight of one of the participants is obstructed by a physical object, this affects the ability to consider the metacommunication. If your phone or online connection is poor, 
This can cause you to miss the message altogether. Consider the T-Mobile ad where Gwen Stefani phones Adam Levine and tells him she's ready to date again. When Adam asks what she's looking for, she says, I'm sick of L.A. guys. I want someone completely different, maybe from another country, and someone who is cultured and sensitive and not threatened by a strong, confident woman. But because of a spotty network connection, Adam hears, I'm sick of L.A. guys. I want someone completely country, uncultured, and threatened by a strong, confident woman. In the spoof, Adam hooks her up with Blake Shelton, who appears to be the opposite of what she said she wanted, and all for the want of a clear communication. Of course, Blake is now Gwen's fiancé in real life. Emotional environments are harder to nail down. It may appear in some of these ways. A positive emotional environment may include trust, acceptance, respect, curiosity, openness, inquiry, and overall psychological safety. A negative emotional environment may include anger, judgment, put-downs, abusive language, and threats. In a negative emotional environment, your brain predicts threat and reacts by pushing your bodily resources towards survival mode. This reaction is triggered outside of your consciousness as your brain predicts danger to safety, security, belonging, or respect. As resources are moved towards survival, they're moved away from the activities of critical thought, communication, creativity, imagination, and those activities that are other-centered and allow healthy relational interaction. Adrenaline is released. Cortisol and testosterone levels increase. Your brain is resourcing you to protect and defend yourself by fighting, running, hiding, or yielding and conceding to the perceived attacker. Now, Sometimes your brain predicts the conflict is threat and gets it wrong. If you allow survival mode or defensiveness to continue, you'll fail to deal with the environment correctly because of the way your bodily resources were directed. You literally do not have the resources to do well toward productive, healthy communication unless you instruct your brain to redirect. When your brain has triggered survival mode, the mental processes of planning, analysis, and decision-making needed for productive communication are severely diminished. The messages you hear are distorted. You'll not communicate with clarity. Your ability to concentrate and learn is diminished. Your perspective becomes narrow, black and white, overly simplified, inflexible, and without imagination. You'll be unable to see alternatives or options. You'll cease to see the original problem clearly. You'll want to fix things quick and get out of there. Your position will become rigid. And you experience a sense of helplessness and self-doubt. This is not the emotional and cognitive environment you want for effective communication. So how do you best manage the variable that is environment? First of all, cultivate your emotional intelligence competencies, your self-awareness, self-management, and then your social awareness and relational interactions. Choose a helpful physical environment. Sit down in a quiet place versus stopping in the hallway or anywhere distractions may arise and messages may be overheard. Create a positive emotional environment. Be interested in the other person first versus getting your point across or pressing your opinion. View that person as someone from whom you can learn. Be curious and ask questions to understand. Inquire versus advocate. Ask about what they're thinking versus pushing your opinion. Suspend judgment. Value their position. If you push the receiver, they're going to become defensive and all of the cognitive responses of the fight, flight, and freeze state will activate and your communication will be sorely diminished. Stay calm. 
Use deep breathing to help with this. When you sense yourself becoming anxious, angry, or confused, breathe deeply by pushing your belly out. Hold for a second, and then gently and slowly exhale. You need not make a show of this since this could become stronger metacommunication than you may want. Make it your secret weapon for staying calm. Communication about things that matter need not be a get-it-done-now experience. Create an environment that allows for ongoing communication about your topic. If anyone involved in the communication gets tense or fatigued, take a break. Before you take the break, create a kind of bookmark that notes where you are in the conversation, that is what you were talking about, and where you would like to begin when you resume the communication. In this way, you can cycle into and out of the communication even over days and still make progress. Then elevate trust. Do what's necessary to create an environment of high trust. This usually develops when an honest, transparent, supportive relationship is in place. When trust is low, communication will be limited and covertly, maybe overtly, defensive and degraded, as you have seen in our earlier conversation about the brain. As a part of trust building and holding off defensiveness, let others know what you intend from the communication and what you don't intend. An example might be, if you have a difficult message to deliver, you might let the person know that you do not intend to hurt them, put them down, or judge, but you're speaking to them because you have their best interest in mind, you care, and want the best for them. If you support this with your actions, the communication will be much more effective. Avoid giving advice or telling the other person what to do. Unless they requested your advice, they will perceive your advice as threat and will resist it. It is said that uninvited advice is less than 1% taken. When not invited, advice is a waste of breath. If you'll set up a supportive, non-threatening environment for communication, you'll avoid a sense of threat and diminishing the cognitive ability needed for good communication. If you'd like to talk more about this, please put your fear away, make the time, and contact me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com. At TrueCourse, we train this type of communication through coaching. If we can join you on your quest to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, please contact us. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.